Welcome everybody, this is Trevor Lee, this is episode 62 of the Running 44 at 60 podcast. Now if you're a new listener, you'll know that the 44 at 60 actually happened two weeks ago. This podcast is coming out on Sunday, June the 6th, and the big event was on Saturday, May the 22nd. So the good news is that uh, made it through and still here. <laughs> uh, so I thought I'd just do a little catch-up, really, just a quick catch-up and, and give you my thoughts about what happened after. Because the last, uh, you will know that I put a podcast out with Andy Williams, my good friend Andy Williams, on the 24th of May, which was the Monday, when we'd recorded it on the Sunday and reflected on the, the fact that we'd both completed our first ever ultra marathon. And one of the things I've got coming up for you is that not in this episode, but in the next episode, I'm going to uh, put together top tips really for a first ultra marathon. So if you're thinking of doing it, and this is from someone who's just run there first ultramarathon. And you'll know that this podcast has been full of top tips from lots of people who've run lots of ultramarathons. But I kind of thought it'd be useful to put together my own top tips uh, based on my experience of running my first ever ultramarathon. So that's coming up. That'll come up in, um, I don't know, in the next week or so, sometime sometime in June. So I'm not planning to, uh, you know, publish tons and tons of podcasts, but probably maybe go for one every couple of weeks or so. But I want to keep this going. So if you'd like to come on the podcast and share anything to do with running, really, it doesn't have to be ultra running, could be anything to do with running. Um, and, you know, this is going to be called Running 4 at 44 at 60. I don't see any reason to change the name. It, it might just get confusing. But if you want to come on and talk about running and you don't have to be 60 and you don't have to be running 44 miles, then that'll be great. If you're into it, you know, if you've got something coming up uh, or you want to share anything, yeah, come on uh, and, and share those with me. Just get in touch. So, Best way of doing that is Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk, and then we'll get going. So what happened after the big run? So, yeah, so I came back on Sunday, recorded the podcast with Andy, and then I was thinking Monday might be the time when I really feel as, you know, because it's usually two days later, isn't it, where you suddenly can't move. But I, f I felt really good on the Monday, and um, I went uh, late morning for a sports massage with a guy called Lee Weston. So a bit of a shout-out to Lee. I started going to see Lee Weston for sports massages before I ran my first marathon, which is in 2005. So, and of course, during lockdown, you know, he wasn't able to do anything for me. So, um, but I did see him on the Thursday before I ran on the Saturday, and that was 48 hours to go. And he said, oh, Trevor, you've just got a, a little bit of a thing there and a little bit of a thing there. So just warm those up. So I'm going in and I'm feeling quite good. And I thought, I won't say anything. I'll just let him tell me. And he's going, blimey, this is amazing. So the, <laughs> so the bottom line is, uh, you know, and I'm sure he didn't just say this for the sake of it, but apparently my legs were in really good nick. And he had had a, 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 a young lady who'd come in to see him who'd also run the classic quarter and was desperate to get in and, you know, she was really struggling. So I don't know why that happened. Now, all I can think of is that when I've been doing the training, I've always done loads of stretching after every single training run, whether it's a 5K or whether it's 20 miles. I've always done lots and lots of stretching. And then I've also got a morning exercise routine. OK, I've got this little room in my house and I use the stretch bands. You know, the ones that if you've not got those, they're like big rubber bands and they're varying levels. And I put those on and I do various stretches with those. And then that's standing up, swinging my legs side to side, backwards and forwards. I'm trying to do it now while I'm re recording this just to remind you what it's about. 
And then I also uh, lie down and then li- uh, lie down on my side and then lift my leg up and down, up and down. And then I change. Uh, then I lie on my back and li- and go side to side and all that. So I was doing a lot. I've been doing that for well months, and I do it virtually every morning. It's about a ten or fifteen minute routine. Involves a little bit of weights as well, but not too much. And um, I'm also using the foam roller as well. And so I felt as though you know I'd. Given my legs every opportunity, and I'd use the I'd use the foam roller uh, on the Monday morning as well before I went to see him. So, so I felt quite pleased with that. I think the other big thing that probably made a huge difference was the adventure into the sea. And I think I may have mentioned that in the Andy Williams podcast. But on the Sunday morning, I was staying at the crew house, and they decided that we were going to walk about twenty minutes uh, down to a beach in Cornwall called Mainport and go into the water. And uh, that's what we did. And they went for a swim. It was. Eight o'clock Sunday morning, so it's pretty sharp. Um, I just went up to my waist and I walked around. And that's the thing, I think, was walking around, just keeping moving for about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And, of course, I'd loosened them up on the way there, and they felt pretty good then, and, um, and loosened them up on the way back as well. So that was what happened. And then because of all the fundraising situation, you know, I spent, I, I, I kind of cleared most of Monday and Tuesday out my diary, mainly because I thought I'd just be too tired to do anything. But... I was still on a very big high, I must admit. I was buzzing. I was really, you know, I was waking up really early, <laughs> struggling to get to sleep. I was still really excited about the whole thing. And and um, and then there was, you know, I posted some stuff on LinkedIn and a little bit on Facebook, and there was lots of comments about it and all that, and I was replying to all the comments. And, and Monday, Tuesday, it just was a whirlwind, really. It just, you know, and there were a few donations still coming in and all that sort of stuff. So... By Wednesday, though, that started to, that really, you know, that started to calm down a bit, you know, things like that. And and then by the Thursday, um, you know, it sort of almost stopped altogether. <laughs> and there was, you know, the donations had stopped. I think the last donation came in on May the 25th. Um, and the comments, you know, largely dried up. There's one or two people who, you know, catch up on comments and, you know, maybe see things and, and all that. So there's still one or two of those happening. But... So, yeah, so it, it got towards the end of that week and I thought I'd go and play cricket on the Saturday and uh, and that would be the first time I'd, I'd be tested to do any running. And, oh, it was hard work, hard work. You know, cricket, you think, oh, it's an easy game for old blokes, you know, but actually when you suddenly, the difference between, you know, in running, you can, you know, you can get warmed up and you can, you know, run for 10, 15 minutes and then keep going. But in cricket, you're walking a lot and then suddenly you've got to run really fast uh, to go and field a ball or take a quick single or whatever it might be. So um, I came off the field and it was a really hot day and I came off the field after cricket. <laughs> I'm really tired. And uh, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, but I think, you know, talking of the weather, I mean, I think I was really, I think we were really lucky with the weather, weren't we? You know, those of you who are listening to this who did that classic quarter on that Saturday, the one I did, because, you know, it was raining, wasn't it? If you remember for the first two, two and a half hours or certainly for me. And then it it became sunny, but not too hot. It was it was cool. It was it was pretty good running conditions. And then, on the Sunday afterwards, um, I went down to support some of my friends who were taking part in the in the on the an event called the Southwest Traverse. Exactly the same route. Eight days later, there you go. I'm not going to get into the politics of running companies and running events, but well, uh, well, I am. I am okay because. Endurance Life organised the Classic Quarter, and I think they did a really good job. And I think the uh, the time thing works well. You know, the individual start times work really well. 
everything, you know, the cutoffs, the aid stations, uh, you know, they were so encouraging all the aid stations and all that. I thought they did a really great job. Um, but then, you know, people, you know, there's one or two people who say, oh, thank goodness we've got somebody who knows how to organise a proper event on this course, you know, and I think that's that's not, you know, not good. You know, we're all in this together. You know, we're all struggling to get events organised and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, in business, I always say to people, never have a go at the competition. Focus on yourself. And if you want to big yourself up, great. But, you know, don't knock the competition. It's not it's not great sport. So, you know, come on, guys. If you're out there, you know, you, you can help each other and make the whole thing work really well. So, yeah. Anyway, enough said. There we go. <laughs> I'll get off the soapbox there. Um but it was, you know, we were lucky because on the on the southwest traverse, it was boiling hot, and everybody, you know, and it, everybody came through, and they were, they were struggling. And I, I went to take a few photographs, and I kept saying to people, make sure you drink lots, drink lots, drink lots. And and you know, sometimes when you're out there, you forget to drink. You think, oh, I don't need it, you know. And the big lesson I learned was keep drinking. So even though it was raining when I was out there for the first two and a half hours, I was drinking in the rain. You know, you, I've got lots of water. i got about two litres or well, a litre and a half with me, I suppose. And I just kept drinking, you know, and I think you have to do that. And if you don't, then, you you know, you're going to be in trouble. And I think, you know, the, the weather catches a few people out. A friend of mine, I'm not sure, I'm sure he doesn't listen to this podcast, called Kevin Bazusto, whose wife Susie Bazusto, some of you may know, she became a... Uh, a runner overnight, really, I think, about, well, probably, well, we're going back 15 years now, I think, and um, and became very good. And Kevin, Kevin's a cricket mate, or he was a cricket mate of mine, and decided he would run the London Marathon, and he got he got a place. So he trained all winter and everything like that, and, uh, you know, he's, he was, a, you know, he was a bit younger than me, and, you know, not necessarily very agile, you know, and... Um, but you know he was okay, so he did the training, and you know, and his wife obviously helped him with the with the training plans. And I was tracking him, I remember at the time, you know, as you do on these things, and um, watching him go through. I think I was at a christening or something, if I remember rightly. Anyway, um, twenty three miles in, he suddenly dropped off the radar, you know, and I thought it was a blip and all that sort of stuff. But I found out later, and it was a, it was a, it wasn't a boiling hot day. It was a, it was a cool day, but it was deceptive. And what had happened is Kevin simply hadn't taken on enough water and he'd overheated and he'd suddenly fallen over, literally fallen over. And he had to go to hospital and have ice packs put on his legs and all sorts of stuff. And so, you know, one of my lessons in the, uh, you know, my top tips, if it's your first ultra from a first ultra runner, which was me, then we'll be in that in that episode. I'll be talking about make sure you drink plenty as well. So there we go. What it, So... Ah, yeah, it was so the euphoria, you know, two weeks on now, the euphoria has definitely died down. I'm closing out the fundraising on June the 10th, which would have been my mother's 80, uh, got to get this right, 85th birthday. That's right. (laughs) I had to check check the dates there. It would have been my mother's 85th birthday on June the 10th. And she was always very pleased or very proud that she shared a, a birthday with the Duke of Edinburgh, who would have been 100, of course, on June the 10th as well. So there we go. There's a bit of history for you. Um, so I'm closing out and um, it's going to be, I'm going to make it up, whatever it, I think we're just over 6,500. So we're going to come in at 6,600, which will be £150 a mile. And I, you know, I remember setting the goal of £100 a mile thinking, God, blimey, I'll never get that. And I'll have to chip in a lot, but I've hardly chipped in anything. So, well, I've chipped in a bit, but not too much so far. So I'll chip it in on uh, on, the, on the morning of the 10th to make it up to 6,600. So if, if you listen to this and you want to get in there, uh, you know, and stick a tenner in there, 
Trevor Lee, 44 at 60, just giving. There's still a chance to do that. That'll be great. And But, you know, don't worry. You know, go, for, you know, save it now for somebody else. I've raised my well over my target. I'm more than happy with that. So I'm not pursuing any more fundraising necessarily, unless you really want to do it, of course. So I'm going to finish that off. And then I'm working on the book. <laughs> you know, you've got to write a book, haven't you, at some point. I'm, I'm working on a business book uh, on my uh, called Better, Better Presentations, More Sales. I'm working on that. I've got this idea for a novel I started working on last winter about conversations on a beach and how they get tangled up. And I've, I've, they're so tangled, I don't know where the hell I am with that. I've got to revisit that next in the winter, next, this winter coming. Um, and uh, but I'm going to write a book, and it's called. It will be around a business. It will be a kind of business running book. So I've got it in three parts. So it'll be the. It'll be the lessons I've, you know, the things I had to do to make to do 44 at 60. Everything from the planning, the preparation, having a crew, the fundraising, the shouting about it, all that stuff. And I'm going to link each of those themes. And I think there's nine or ten themes I've got to in a business context as well. So this is what happened in the running context. This is what happened in the business context. And then throughout it, I'm going to flow also my my train not my training diary to a degree. I'm not going to log every run, but just. Just give a flavour of the training, starting from uh, the beginning of 2019, which was uh, a few weeks before I actually agreed to do this. So just, and yeah, so the whole thing's flowing. So um, I'm working on it. Um, I'm, I've dictated a lot of it, but of course, using dictation, some you know, I, I'm going to need someone to sort it out. So if anybody's listening to this podcast who is an experienced editor of running books and wants to, you know, get on board and help me finish it off at some point, Give me a shout. That would be absolutely fantastic. Probably get you on the on the show, you know, to talk about how we're going to do that. Um, but I am I am going to make this happen. You know, this is my next big challenge to finish off forty four at sixty. Write the book, get it on the sh- on the shelves for Christmas. So, um, oh, and one more thing is that if you did sponsor me um, as an individual. Then, if you remember, you might you probably don't know this because hardly anybody noticed it. But I feel as though I've got to make it happen. Is that I said for every ten pounds, you get one ticket in the draw, and the draw is going to be for a seventy-five pound voucher sponsored by my company, uh, an eating out voucher to use wherever you want, whenever you want. So if you if you're in there, there's there's uh, about two hundred places I think so far 200 uh, allocations we've done so far and we're going to be making that draw on June the 10th as well so that will uh, we'll we'll do that live on video so <laughs> you can see my daughter's got some sort of random number cruncher thing so that's going to happen as well right so that's it really for me um I hope you enjoy your running I hope you've been inspired listening to me talking about 44 at 60 to think, well, you know, why not do an ultra marathon yourself? Because crikey, you know, if I can do it, then I, you know, I do think anyone can do it. And I'm going to share, though, you know, more detail in the next episode about how to think about going ahead and doing it. It, it, You know, it can be done. It can be done. But, you know, it's all about the planning, the preparation. You know, people ask me, well, how'd you get on? Did you do you, you know, did you get round? I said it was never in doubt. You know, I knew that I was going to get round because I'd planned it. The only thing that was going to stop me getting round was if I was suddenly, you know, taken ill or I or I fell and hurt and, you know, and I couldn't carry on because I'd got injured. But apart from that. You know, as long as I got to that minute cutoff, which I did, then I knew I knew I was capable. I knew I'd done everything that would get me round. So and I think when you go into that, you've got a lot of confidence, haven't you? So, you know, to me, it was never, ever in doubt. You know, I never crossed my mind once that I wasn't going to wasn't going to do it. So I think if you've got that kind of, you know, 
planning and attitude and motivation, you know, then that's fine. So if you need a coach to help you, then here I am. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it, coaching? Because you can go on a coaching course and learn all these techniques. But fundamentally, I do think that, you know, coaching is all about motivation and helping people prepare and plan and just, you know, being supportive and getting it done. So there we go. Right. Enough for this episode. Uh, another one coming up soon. If you like the podcast and you are, you know, you're listening to it and you're, and you're enjoying it, then please do leave a review. It's dead easy to do. So on your phone, if you're listening to this on your phone on the podcast, just scroll down on your phone and it'll say things like see all episodes or whatever. And just below that, especially if you're on an Apple phone, because this is how it works for me, it'll say leave a review or a rating or something. So please do that. Leave a little comment. That would be absolutely fantastic because that's the only, you know, I, I see the number of downloads, but I don't know. I don't get any more feedback than that usually. So, um, yeah, great stuff. Thanks very much for listening, everybody, and uh, be back with another episode soon. Bye for now.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you I hope you enjoyed that. I mean, that was great, wasn't it? You know, I feel uh, you know, his his race of the king sounds a really great event. You know, and there's a there's a king there in Winchester <laughs> waiting to greet you and hand you your medal. I don't know whether there's a king lined up uh, at the end of the classic quarter at Lands End. Maybe it should be King Arthur. You know, the legendary King Arthur at Lands End. Uh, handing me uh, the medal uh, as and when I, uh, you know, get there, you know, hoping that I do get there to get <laughs> get that medal. So uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Um, now, the next podcast is coming up very soon because I'm doing a recording in a couple of days' time with my mate Andy Williams. And um, Andy did half the Classic Quarter with me last year, and he's finally decided to do the full version now there are two versions of the classic quarter there's the classic quarter and then there's the southwest trail or traverse or whatever it's called the week after so i'm not quite sure which one he's doing but uh, i've got a recording with him coming up very soon so the podcast with him will be coming out very soon as well so look out for that one and thanks for listening and if you do like the show then please leave a review and if you like phil and you've got an interesting idea about running then do get in touch you know, and, and, and let's get you on the show because one of the things I want to do with the show is I've got to think about what do I do with the show once I've done the 44 at 60, which is in a few weeks' time. But I'd like to think that I can keep it going and uh, maybe turn it into a more general running podcast somehow. I'm not sure. But uh, any thoughts and ideas from anybody, that would be terrific. All right. See you soon. Bye.